educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome aboard the Thursday edition. This is actually our Friday. We'll give you a program update here in a in a moment. But uh, yeah, welcome aboard. It's kind of a chilly Thursday afternoon. We're dipping into fall. Uh, educate, inform, entertain. That's what we do every stinking day. Uh, truth over tribalism, principles over partisanship. Uh, Five oh nine Thursday, October twelfth. Uh, remember, if you miss anything, uh, you can always find us on your favorite podcast platform any darn time you like or just go to klan.com find us there uh, and follow us on our social media platforms x and facebook uh, you know we only get you for an hour every day so we'd like to continue the conversation after hours and if you if you tune in uh, to either the social media channels uh, during the day uh, before the show you may find out uh, what's on the show like we did today uh Say hello to Mr. Johnny Cadillac, producer extraordinaire. Johnny. Dan, good to be here. Good to have you here. I am, I'm glad that you still focus on truth over tribalism. And uh, I won't say why, but I am glad. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I can't say why yet. Give me about five minutes. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, uh, it is Thursday, and as you know, every Thursday we uh, like to bring uh, the Lincoln Business Roundtable to you uh, we recognize the business leaders the business community we talk to the uh, newsmakers the thought leaders people who make a difference in our business community and so mr todd ogden comes on every month from the downtown lincoln association todd last time you were on i was not here so thank you for uh filling in for me and that was lovely we got lots of great feedback so anyway welcome yeah i'm glad to be here i'm back i don't have to host don't have to have johnny c yell at me for getting my timing off on going to commercial so i'm I'm just really relaxed right now oh you, you did fine that day but truth over tribalism today todd unlike the first thing you said after dan got off the air that day i just wanted to make you sweat a little bit first yeah. kept me on my toes keep them honest that's what we do um yeah todd it's good to, i run into you once in a while but we get to do this once a month, face-to-face. I always appreciate it so much, because you do. You've got the pulse of, you are downtown Todd. I'm everywhere. I'm downtown Todd, scooting around, seeing every building, every bush, yeah. every weed, yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. Never a dull moment. So, been doing any traveling or anything fun? Or Yeah, so uh, it looks like I brought the Chicago weather with me. I just got back from the International Downtown Association oh, Conference nice. in Chicago. What's that like? How do you, do they draw people from all over the country? Then? Yeah, from all over the world. So, the, nice. the International Downtown Association, or IDA, brings all, mainly business improvement districts like ours. Oh, cool. And we're such a unique organization type that doesn't really fit in either municipal or nonprofit mold or... Uh, chamber mold, like those are all different types of organizations. Ours is uh, has its own niche, so all of us get together so we can all complain together about all the fun things we get to complain about, or you have the humble braggers or anything like that. But it's always fun to go to those and um, really see where Lincoln stacks up, and we always stack up. I think. Um, really well compared to like we get closer to comparing the vibrancy of our downtown to bigger cities actually than a lot of the smaller ones and, and yeah. what attributes how do we stack up what are some what are some things that make us stand out i, I think the biggest thing is the size that we have for our city um 
and having such an active and walkable downtown. I mean, even in Chicago, everything's a 20 minute walk. Um, I'll take Lincoln over Chicago any day. Like you're here, you have this neighborhood feel. It's clean. It's safe. And, you know, every downtown has their problems. We certainly have our problems and we've talked about those before. But if you really take a huge step back and look from a higher perspective that, you know, we're in really good shape and I'm really proud to be in a city that has a downtown that is walkable and vibrant and has those unique businesses too. I think we've always thrived off of um, having our local businesses be a part of our community because these other downtowns, whether it was the recession in 08 or the pandemic, if they relied on these big chains that came in and these, for example, these big department stores, they're struggling right now and we're able to adapt and thrive. And that's something we can talk about today is yeah. that's our main subject. Yeah. So how was Chicago? Did you do some fun things? I love that city, by the way. I've been there many, many, many times. It's so easy because we got a direct flight. Yeah, exactly. I flew out of Lincoln. Shout out to the Lincoln Airport. It was amazing. Um, So much better than O'Hare, by the way. Oh, my gosh. Um, (laughs) But yeah, Lincoln Airport, anytime I can fly out of Lincoln, I'm going to. It's just so easy. It's it's, it's so so great. How do you do it? Do you take the L then from the airport to downtown? Or what do you do? You take a a taxi? It depends if I'm late or not. Or usually I I learned in Chicago, it's a lift town. You don't Uber, you lift. So you typically you're, you're taking a lift in and the best thing about downtown conferences is you have to be downtown. So yes. um, we're right yes. in the heart of everything. And uh, yeah, I mean, Chicago's great. Oh, I, great you know, city. we got Millennium Park. And it, it usually for a cold town, too, like ours, you can learn a lot on how they prioritize public space. And that's something we want to take away when we look at that stuff. And again, Millennium Park's a huge example. And um, unfortunately, the bean was under construction. Oh, so really? we didn't see that again. What are they doing? But, uh, I don't know. I think they're completely redoing the panels. Um, the bottom panels were off. So interesting. Yeah, I mean that's a great example of public space and having it be interactive. Um, people want to be a part of it, and that's something I think we can always take from that and be walkable. But yeah, like I said, I think we have a lot of downtowns that look to Lincoln, and um, they're really jealous of what what we have in our city and the businesses we have and the people we have and um, the community feel. I think that's the biggest thing by far. Lincoln is not a small city. We're a large town. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's still, we have the amenities of a, of, of a small to mid tier city, but the benefits of a town where, you know, it's only one or two degrees before you find anybody who knows anybody in Lincoln, that's whether right. they moved here or not. That's and right. having those relationships are huge to help build community and um, build connections. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so office space, uh, yes. we're going to, talk about that we're going to get into that here after the break but just maybe tee that up todd and and um obviously with the pandemic the big cities are still struggling to recover for office space uh uh, in those big cities, San Francisco, my goodness! Oh my gosh, yeah, Seattle's the conference next year. They're they're struggling. San Francisco, Portland, uh, it, you know, they're they're like I said, if there's if there's a huge growth in uh, people that relied on that. Luckily for us, again, I mean, the office space is changing, but the pandemic really just sped up the process of what we've seen. Of I've said it many times before, we are no longer an eight to five downtown. We are a twenty four seven downtown, yep. and it's moving that way. Office isn't going away; it's changing and. And I, there's a lot of positive signs of encouragement that people want to be a part of that neighborhood feel, and you can get that out of office space. So there's a lot of examples that we're starting to see, and we'll have our guests later, um, which will talk about one key example, but other businesses that are starting to see, okay, as the pandemic went on, I was worried. You know, There's going to be remote work. People are going to be there. But as it went on even longer, they found 
so many people don't just want to be at home all the time. You know, flexibility is a good thing, but at the end of the day, people want to be a part of something, and that's what we have to build to make sure they want to be a part of this, and we're going to do that. Yeah, very cool. Well, it it has. I mean, the pandemic uh, changed so many things in our lives, and um, and and a lot of those a lot of those changes have remained. And certainly uh, the style of work and office space is is one of those. Well, folks, hang on. We're going to take this quick break. and We'll come back uh, with Todd Ogden from the Downtown Lincoln Association. So come back and join us on 1499.3 KLIN. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back to the Thursday edition, where each and every Thursday we bring the business leaders to the microphone, catch up with what's going on in the business world in our city. Uh, and remember, if you miss anything, you always catch us on your favorite podcast platform anytime you like. Uh, little programming note coming up on tomorrow's show. Uh, you'll have to do your Friday afternoon club uh, with the Husker volleyball team because I won't be here because uh, the Huskers are playing uh, Michigan State tomorrow on the road. Uh, so you can listen to that on the Husker Sports Network right here on KLIN. Um, yeah, the pregame uh, starts at uh, 5 and the game's at 6. So uh, so Chef Kevin and I are going to have to go drink someplace else, uh, Todd, So, uh, which we are. Yeah, you'll manage. Yeah, somehow we'll manage. Um, and let me tell you, uh, coming up at, at the second half of the show, after the bottom of the hour, uh, and Todd referred to her, Stephanie Dinger, Vice President of Small Business Banking at UBT, uh, Union Bank and Trust. So it ties in very nicely with what we're doing here with Todd, talking about office space in downtown Lincoln. So yeah. how are we doing? Yeah, I mean, like I said, there's there's some transition. So you're going to see uh, certain traditional office space um, have some vacancies downtown. Um, shout out to NAI FMA. Um, they do a good market report. So you can go on their website and see a market report on vacancies. And they just updated that. Uh, recently yeah they did yeah. so um it, for lack of not having the numbers memorized i'm not going to say them i'll just have you check them out but i think there's a lot of good signs especially on high-end office space as well like people want to be a part of it so that's what we're seeing with you know going from three thousand residents to ten thousand residents in our downtown that adds a huge need for residential amenities and we're starting to see a huge wave there so actively recruiting things like health care yeah and um fitness and uh, things like that. Have been yeah, because huge. the Y went away and a lot of us uh, really appreciated the YMCA downtown. So. Yes, and we got to bring it back. So yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll look to try to do that. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah, we have a new executive director at the Y. So um, Barb was amazing. And yeah, looking forward to Renee um, getting involved and uh, figuring out and working with us to figure out how we can get uh, more of a presence downtown moving forward. And uh, yeah, again, like that type of amenity, that's what we're looking for. And again, People want to be part of that space, and it's more about what type of space you have and how we activate our first floors. Before, it always had to be retail, retail, retail. It has to be retail, yep. Yep. and we'll take any retail we can get, trust me, and especially ones that are like our unique small business retail. They are the lifeblood of our downtown, um, but at the same time, if, if they're not going in, you want to figure out how to get that first floor space be attractive to employees and want, have them to want to be part of something. So like NRC, for example, they are um, been re- 
remodeling their entire building to fit this hybrid mold. And again, hybrid doesn't necessarily mean you work from home or not from home. Hybrid means your hours are going to be different. You're going to be bumping around. For us downtown, it means you're going to be at third places. Downtown's live off of third places, meaning what do you mean by I'm going to be third places are not your home, not your office. It's that third place. The coffee shop is a yeah. perfect example or um, it, again, a co-working space or anything like that. Those third places are what are going to continue to thrive in downtown and then have these office spaces almost fill in their own co-working spaces that we've seen. You know, Huddle was one of the early examples of that. They built their office based on kind of internal co-working. So there's not set desks or set areas. They have amenities that you as an employee can enjoy, but then also be encouraged to be around downtown and take part in the downtown community. Well, in, in talking about a service that was sorely needed in downtown, um, Huddle has provided that, and that is daycare. Yes. And they provided that for their for their workers. So, 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 so smart. And But it's also, as I understand, if there's room, open up to anyone. Absolutely. That, yeah. that is true. Yes. So um, I believe Huddle's provided a subsidy for their employees, but Primrose is, is amazing. And it's such a great, uh, again, it's a beacon for what's to come on that type of service. If you're going to have this youthful yes. um, professionals come in that are starting to have kids, that's huge. I would have... It really ticks me off that my kids are out of daycare by the time they brought that in. But other than that, uh, it's amazing. And we, we, the more we can get on amenities like that, because at the end of the day, people want to come to a place, and that's what attracts employees and residents. Hey, I can live here, and I don't have to leave. Yeah. I don't have to have a car. I can yeah. walk around. We have a wonderful grocery store downtown. That, that was the deal, the deal maker. Yeah. For so long, those of us who live downtown, and I've mentioned many times, I've lived downtown, Lincoln, on and off for many years, uh, and now currently live in the Haymarket in my office. Fuse co-working mm-hmm. uh, space is, is just a block away. And yes, that was a game changer for downtown, getting that grocery store. I'm there every day. They do a huge business over the lunch hour with construction workers and those of us who work there. And then for those of us who remain and live downtown, that's where I buy my groceries. They've got a great deli. They've got a great uh, meat section and produce. That's one of the most difficult things, I'm told, uh, from a from a grocer is um, – is produce and they do a, a great job. Yeah, they have my favorite butcher, Canopy Street Market. Yeah. It's it's been a it's been it's it's been just so we're so fortunate to have it. And we've ever since I've been at DLA, we've we've wanted that grocery store, and this exceeded my expectations. This isn't you know a small bodega or anything like no. that. This is a full service grocery store with very competitive prices. Very competitive. Yep. And other downtowns don't get that. If you're if you're a downtown grocery store in bigger oh. downtowns, you're paying double, triple. You're not at our downtown grocery store. So that's amazing. And those are the types of amenities that we're seeing with more residents be able to support that. And with the expansion of the downtown Lincoln mm-hmm. Association footprint, uh, there's going to soon be another grocery store over in, in the Telegraph District uh, with the co-op. Yes, the co-op coming in is going to be huge. So we have uh, grocers on the bookends of our downtown all the way on the west end and now all the way on the east end. And it, it's it's great because we see all these mini districts as our own. Like New York, many boroughs, obviously a very smaller scale, but it's really cool to see how each area has found out what their niche is so people can experience a different 
district at different times. Downtown's grown so big that you're not going to like park or bike or walk around and see all of downtown. So we really want to encourage people check out a new district each time you come because like everybody that. knows about the Haymarket district, but the core of our downtown's really strong. Those downtown blocks are again the unique lifeblood of our downtown with where all our local unique retail started. And then with Telegraph District, seen as the transition district from downtown to neighborhood has been huge. And again, I love it because they provide amenities. They bring in different people for and different crowds for every district. So there's something for everybody downtown that can experience different types of things. A couple minutes we have left, Todd, before we have to do, take the news break. Uh, the mayor gave her State of the City address the other day, and uh, uh, we had uh, the Lincoln Parks Foundation on talking about uh, the new South Haymarket Park. What else uh, did the mayor mention in her city uh, state of the city address that uh, is a passion of yours? <laughs> yeah, I know there were several. But... I was thrilled. We had a front row seat to hear. It was a wonderful presentation. I, I, it, it's really important to take a step back and see everything that our city's achieved over the last during this era that we've had. And certainly, I have no bias at all, but. I love the shout outs to all the downtown stuff yeah, that's happening, whether yeah. it's the park, the music district. That was one of our first segments we talked about. And yes. it, we're probably due again because a lot of stuff's happening with the music district. Well, you know my passion for music. Yes. So, yes. Hey, there's the deal. Uh, come on a Friday so you can have an adult beverage with me and Kevin. Even better. Let's bring a musician on uh, and let's talk about the music district. Yes. Yes. I have I have a couple good guests in okay. mind. So okay. I'm ready to go full circle and add to that because, yeah, we're we have our federal grant um, to that has provided funds to um, give us a little seed money to activate it on things that are kind of the icing on the cake type stuff to make that a destination. And the mayor said it's one of their top priorities because, yeah, that's we want people to know this is a destination city and we want people to know it's a destination downtown. And music it has oh. long been the lifeblood of our downtown and it will continue Absolutely. to be so. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of lifebloods I'm talking about. You, you know, it's all the same though. Like I said, it's it's that artistic, unique experience. Creators, the creators are what make us, and that's what's going to continue to help us thrive. Yeah, not only music but art. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about Chicago. The first place I go when I go to Chicago is Chicago, Chicago Art Institute. I've spent hours and hours and hours there, and uh, Lincoln, you know, also has uh, some really great uh, art. Uh, on display. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. I, we, yeah, we love it. We've got Keechel in the district. We've got Sheldon. Oh, uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Constellation Studios. Yes, it, IMP, it's amazing. We've got two yeah. IMP designed buildings in mm -hmm. downtown Lincoln. Yeah. Uh, the one is going to be uh, talked about here in the second half of the show. All right, let's take this break, folks. Come back on 1499.3 KLIN. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Educating. 
Informing. Entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back to the Thursday edition. We're so delighted that you chose to stick around or maybe you're just tuning in either way we're delighted that you're here on a thursday afternoon kind of a chilly rainy thursday afternoon so hunker down get the chili on and uh and enjoy the rest of this show we're very thankful that you're here uh and remember if you did miss the first half of the show you can catch us anytime on your favorite podcast platform or just go to klan.com live stream us there or you can find past episodes there as well and if i haven't told you often enough that we'd love to have you follow us on our social media platforms x formerly known as twitter and the facebook page i just posted a little behind the scenes video of us in the studio getting ready for second half of the show so check that out uh and coming up a little programming note coming up on tomorrow's show uh, we'll do an FAC a little different because we won't be here, but you can FAC with the, the Husker volleyball team. Uh, they'll be here on the Husker Sports Network, uh, the game against Michigan State. Uh, they start at 6 o'clock and pregame at 5. So Chef Kevin and I will just have to do something different. Well, I'll tell you, well, I'll tell you what we're doing. We're going to Weston, Weston, Missouri. Have, have either of you, before I even introduce you, Stephanie, have either of you been to Weston, Missouri? Have not. Nope. I, I highly recommend it. I haven't either. You, hi- I highly recommend it. <laughs> it, uh, it, it's it 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 is home to the greatest Irish bar in North America. And there's lots of little shops, and so it's either a good date thing, uh, place to go, or it's a good ladies excursion or a guys excursion. There's a little. Uh, restaurant uh called noah's cupboard that you can get a incredible seven course meal uh that seats about 15 people anyway that's what i'm doing tomorrow yeah i'm sure it's great but it can only be second in the world next to mckinney's in the Haymarket. that so is just true. want to clarify thank that. you downtown yeah. todd well uh every thursday as you know we celebrate and highlight lincoln businesses and uh, the newsmakers the thought leaders the people that make a difference in our business community and we're back with todd ogden president and ceo of the Downtown Lincoln Association, and I'm delighted to welcome into the studio Stephanie Dinger, who is Vice President of Small Business Banking for UBT, Union Bank and Trust. Stephanie, welcome. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. You didn't think I'd ever shut up in my intro. I did. I was just waiting to to talk, and you did great. Great intro. Well, uh, you're very kind. But uh, yeah, so Todd and I have teed up this conversation about downtown office space. And if anyone's been paying attention lately to that beautiful IMPay-designed uh, building in downtown Lincoln that has been, what's the history? Give us the history, if you know it, I'm going to put you on the spot, of who has occupied that building at 10th and O Street. 10th and Thir- O Street? 13th and O, yeah. 13th and O Street. So it's, I don't, I'm not, I probably won't pass our marketing exam that I was supposed to read on my notes today, but um, primarily banks. So NBC, National Bank of Commerce was there. Then before we went in, Wells Fargo, it looks very different. It, it is very exciting. It kind of, my, my friends tell me it looks like a little bit of a bougie hotel. So I work in a bougie hotel bank, which is kind of cool. Very cool. And so indulge me a moment for my architecture, because just like Chicago, we were talking about Todd's trip to Chicago, uh, Lincoln has some very unique architecture. And 
and I wasn't an architecture student. I was a, I was a news ed student. Now that's why I have a microphone in front of me. Uh, but, uh, we have two buildings in this city that were designed by the famous, uh, architect, I.M. Pei. One is the Sheldon Museum of Art and the other one is your building. Mm-hmm. And if people look at it closely, mm-hmm. it is the outline of the state of Nebraska. Yes. Yeah. All the windows make the outline of the state of Nebraska. Yeah. And I just realized that when I started working down there, I'd never looked. And I looked and it is exactly that. It's yeah. very beautiful. Yeah, it's a gorgeous building. So. Did I remember this right? Is each window a different county? Yes. Um, okay. I do know that. Yes. Well, the joke is, we talked about architecture. I worked for a number of years in the state capitol. And while I was there, uh, our second child was born. And it just, by happenstance, my office above the, you know, because they have all of the names of the counties around the capitol building, uh, there was right above my office window the county of Grant in western Nebraska. And coincidentally, uh, we named our son Grant. And so I joke with him, you're just so fortunate that I wasn't underneath the Kia Paha. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I digress. Well, uh, Stephanie, tell us a little bit about your role at Union Bank and Trust. Yeah. So I'm vice president of small business banking. What, what does that mean? So I say it this way. I help startups start and small businesses grow. So a lot of banks are set up to help the large commercial customers who have three years tax returns, who have um, pretty steady, stable financials. But it is harder in the banking world to help startups or small businesses. You're often dealing with an owner operator and they're doing everything. So the risk is high because if the owner operator gets sick, um, whatever the case, the businesses may struggle. Been so there, been there, done yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And I really found the passion to do that because my husband's an entrepreneur and I felt like I, I thought banks could do it a little bit differently where it's not that we're taking on a bunch of risks because we're still very calculated. We still have loan policy. But if we're there from the very beginning when the customers need it the most and they need the help the most and they need support and financial literacy, they're going to stay with us for a long time. So Absolutely. I've been at Unibank 20 years and I thought I just I feel like I could serve that industry so much better. The small customers, the startups, because I've been there, I've done it. I understand they don't fit in a box, but let me help you get into this box that banks traditionally work around. So I've spent the last eight years doing that. And I've seen many of them grow from the very beginning startup, maybe a service business, maybe a tech business, into some of the larger employers in Lincoln. That has to be so satisfying. Yes. I mean, that's why you do what you do, I yes. assume. I love it. I have yeah. so much passion. I get so passionate. You can tell because they start standing forward and I just get, my voice gets, and it's just, I, I, I know I'm in the right fit because I love small business. Yeah, that's cool. Well, Todd, we were talking about office space and obviously that's a large office to fill. And, uh, and yeah. as we talked about the transition uh, out of COVID and, and back to a, a downtown that is again, coming back to has come back to life and uh, those people who were working from home hopefully most of them are back in their space and so Stephanie you guys took that building over when so we moved in my area moved in uh, July 1st we opened the bank in the lobby area August 21st okay so uh, 
Yeah, Todd, I mean, you, you've seen that transition for this building and other buildings. Yeah, I mean, when I first heard about the plans, and I think it was from you, Stephanie, I just we love our banks downtown, certainly, and we know they've been in transition kind of from having all of these floors, especially with mobile banking, they don't need it as much. So you really want to showcase, downtown is about showcasing your business, and banks are no different. And I absolutely loved hearing about it, it was a risk because it's something different that they're taking to have a pop-up shop, to have their own coffee shop there, to activate the first floor that, frankly, just wasn't activated for years. And it's such a prime block for downtown. It, it's it's the center. I mean, I always remember, as Todd probably knows, that you know I have and still help out political candidates from time to time. And on election day, that's where you stand, yeah. right there, to mm-hmm. greet the lunch crowd that come out of that building or into that building and that's one of the places you put political candidates on election day because that's where you're going to meet the most people well 13th and O has that star um that is the um inspiration for our lincoln city flag star right in the middle of that flag too so i mean that yeah historically is like that's the center of the universe as far as i'm concerned (laughs) so stephanie uh, yeah, that space on the first floor of that building at 13th and O, yeah, has been a, an interesting transition. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. So when you went uh, to the folks that uh, you report to at the bank and said, I got a new idea, mm-hmm. how did that go? And well, explain. Well, explain. Yeah. Well, go ahead. Anywhere you'd like to. Yeah. Say. So I was told that that this bank was going to be the business hub of Union Bank. So help us figure out how to make it interesting and attractive to the community, to business. So I ideated, had different ideas. My husband's a marketer, so I said, Eric, can you help me? I'm a banker, and so we we talked through some ideas. We thought about a podcast studio, different things, and I landed on what about a pop up shop, a space that entrepreneurs could validate in a very low risk way. So the the things that when people come to me and I say, how can I help? It's usually help me understand this lease agreement because a lot of times it's a five-year lease, personal guarantee. That's scary to think. I don't even know if I can make it a year, let alone five. And help help me bring me customers. So when I looked at what a pop-up shop would look like, it was going to help them validate the real estate and Elise and help bring them customers. So I took it to management and I thought there is no way a bank is going to do this. And a couple months later, well, you get to do a pop-up shop. We're going to throw you in the deep end. Yep. Good luck. (laughs) Well, that's exciting because I've been at the bank 20 years. And so I'm really good at taking care of customers. I know what I'm doing. I, 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 that part is easy, easier, but this is a whole new entrepreneurial way for me to be very thoughtful still because we're a very conservative bank. Banks are just conservative. That's the nature. Yep. Yeah. Uh, in a way that, you know, if, if everything fails, it's still pretty low risk for us because we would have probably made that space extra seating. So they spent, it's a beautiful pop-up shop. They did not cut corners when they did that. But we could put that something else in that. So the risk was quite low. Let's picked up on that stephanie stephanie dinger todd ogden hang on folks we're going to come back and finish this conversation right after these quick messages on 1499 klin you're listening to the dan parsons show on 1499 klin
Hey, welcome back, boys and girls. We're so delighted that you stuck around uh, on this kind of chilly fall day here in the greatest city in America, and we prove it every stinking day, uh, and I try to do my best to prove that with our guests. And every Thursday, we have the brain trust of the Lincoln business community, uh, and every once a month, every once a month on, <laughs> let me try that again, every Thursday... We have a variety of guests in the Lincoln Business Roundtable. And once a month, we get Mr. Todd Ogden, President and CEO of your downtown Lincoln Association. So, Todd, thanks for uh, being who you are, my friend. That makes one of you. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and delighted to have onto the show for the very first time, uh, Stephanie Dinger, uh, the VP of business, uh, the VP of small business banking at UBT, Union Bank and Trust. And we were talking about uh, her crazy idea to transform the first floor of uh, Union Bank and Trust at 13th and O into this incubator spot for small businesses and for startups. So how can people find out more? How t- Tell us how it works. Yeah, let's hear about your what the first pop-up yes. is, too. <clears throat> yeah. I'd love to share. So our first pop-up shop is Sousa's Balloons and Sweets. Love the name. Yes. Bia Espinosa is the owner of Sousa's and Sousa's, her mom's name. And she went through a program and graduated from a program called Echo Collective that helps um, uh, female founders start a business, grow a business. And it it's very scary because they're not from the United States. And so I worked with Kelly Ross, the executive director of that organization, to pick a female and they will operate out of our store, out of our space for four months, rent free. Nice. So they set their hours. They really set how they want to do it. We don't manage that. There are very minimal expenses that they have to pay. Uh, Insurance policy would be the only. And they get to do what they want to do. And so we picked the first one because we knew it was going to be a process to get open. We thought we were going to be open in March. We opened in August. Because you said there's quite a bit of construction that has yes. to take place. It doesn't look anything like it did before. Look like a bank we lobby. Went. Yes. For- and it is so very different. And we, the pop-up shop is just right from the east side. When you walk in those doors on the east side, it's right inside the door. So they, we have a rolling screen that talks about them. We do marketing to help them because some of them we're assuming and, and Bia is this way is they don't have a lot of marketing expert experience, expertise. And so we're using our marketing team to help provide some free marketing for them. And then financial literacy. So for this particular customer, she would love all of that. So we will continue to adapt to who we have in there. Some might not need as much support. Some may want more support. But we will have a four-month tenant. We actually just launched our application. So our applications are open right now on our website. You can also find them on Union Bank's Facebook. You can find me, Stephanie Dinger. And all my pictures for Union Bank have red glasses. So if you see a picture with a lady who has red glasses, it's me. You found the right person. Yeah, you found the right person. And I would love to give anyone a tour. I would be happy to talk through it because there really are no strings attached. And if four months doesn't work for someone, it's okay. They go in and they say, gosh, I just, I, well, we've helped validate. So we're hoping that we have that. We, we have 
receive some applications and exciting to see what kind of businesses come in there. So that'll be interesting on what we can do because we do have a coffee shop in the space. So we we don't want to pull away from what they're doing because they are a permanent tenant on the first floor. So we, we're continuing to work on partnerships, which is really neat to see how they're supporting each other, how everyone's really supporting each other. And again, in a low risk from a monetary standpoint way. I just think that's a fabulous idea. Uh, as an entrepreneur, I've had my business for 20. This is my 20th anniversary of my little shop. And yes, I've, you know, fell bass backwards into something that I guess I <laughs> know what to do. But um, y- yes, and so the thought of having that, um, uh, that encouragement from a financial institution, as you said, that is traditionally a conservative. I mean, banks aren't, you know, prone to, you know, have a lot of uh, risk, obviously. That's, uh, and so, so good for you. That's really cool. Thank you. And remind our listeners again how they can find you and find out more about that project. So if you go to ubt.com backslash Union Bank Place, if you type in Union Bank Place, downtown Lincoln, any of that, you'll find it. You can also go to our Facebook page, which is where we communicate a lot of our information. I'm Stephanie Dinger. You can search Stephanie Dinger, UBT, I'll pop up. Um, any way you can, if you really want to find us, you'll find us walking to the bank. Yeah, come on And down. come say hi. Yeah. I'd love to give you a tour. I'll buy you a cup of coffee. I'll buy you a dessert from Seuss's Balloons and Sweets. There you go. Todd, there was an effort a few years ago. This may have been pre-pandemic, now that I think about it, uh, to have some food trucks around that block uh, at lunch hour from time to time. Am I correct in remembering yeah. that? Yeah, so that uh, could be a block where um, the city's new policies uh, can reap the benefits from, and I'm working on easier ways to have food trucks be around downtown, mm-hmm. and especially in, in an area where our businesses are supporting them more and more, yeah. um, and realizing that kind of activity is um, extremely helpful. So, yeah, yeah the, it's certainly going to be more opportunity for food trucks in the area as well. So, uh, the bill Building itself, uh, and Todd, maybe this is a question for you, how are we doing on filling those buildings and, and workers and opportunities for uh, for businesses? Yeah, I mean, bigger office buildings like that are, again, definitely in transition. In some areas, the Class A spaces are always doing better um, currently in the market. Um, and again, a lot of the ones are adapting. So the needs of our, biz- our office space are, are, are a lot different. Uh, there's no... A bunch of separate offices. We're not seeing as much of those. Um, uh, that's kind of changed a little bit where it's nice to have certain um, rooms where you have private space to be able to do your own podcast, be on calls, do different things like that, but have it be more of a shared space. So we're seeing some of that transition. We're also seeing transition to a lot of the old office space into residential. Um, and that's not only yes. just residential, but live work. Yes. So a lot of people yes. that are moving downtown or living and working in downtown, um, so I'm fine with them working remote if they if they're downtown and working remote elsewhere. But if not, I'm just yeah really encouraged with more and more people wanting to be there. But it it's definitely requiring some of the buildings and businesses to take a leap to um, figure out how to activate it and recruit employees. But again, I'm really confident and encouraged by what our business community has done to attract that. And I think moving forward, we're going to get more and more of our hybrid employees want to be a part of this community um, and be a part of something because. 
because you do get to be a part of something when you're downtown and you have those collisions. So that's my non-numbers um, anecdote on our downtown office yeah, space. Yeah. Again, NAIFMA, um, if you go to their website, yeah. you can have their quarter report. You can dig into the numbers. But I like to just go off of feel, and I have a great feeling about where our downtown's heading and um, just looking forward to seeing the new businesses and the success of the current businesses continue to thrive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Stephanie, before we uh, let you go, we got a couple minutes left here. But do give a shout out to your husband, Eric. I mean, he, talk about an entrepreneur. That guy is Mr. No- Mr. Entrepreneur. Yeah. So. Well, I say I'm his better half, but I'm not actually sure if that's the case. But yes. I'll say it is the case. <laughs> that's really why I got into this. So I got into banking. I actually met him at the bank, which is weird. No way. Yep. I married a customer. But <laughs> I really got into it because I saw the struggles he had as an entrepreneur with his bank. And I was excited. I could tell the story. I could live it. I sat with a customer this week, and and they said, you get it. I'm like, absolutely, I get it. I got it from our personal experience. And so I feel truly honored to work at Unibank. And I do attribute just my our startup journey to why I'm at where I'm at. Very and good. why I love it. Stephanie, thank you for Thanks being for here. Thanks for having Thanks me. Thanks for the cool stuff you're doing. Mr. Todd Ogden, thank you as always, my friend. Yeah. See you all next month. Yeah. We'll do it again. Folks, that's the show. We hope you enjoyed it. Go enjoy volleyball tomorrow. Uh, we're out of here. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back here on Monday on 1499.3 KLIN.